This episode is brought to you by Test Instrument Solutions, or TIS as we know them. Now, they do multifunction testers, EV test adapters, they do all kinds of stuff from thermal engine cameras, right the way through to continuity testers. Go over and check out their website at testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. They are up and coming, and actually, they do some of the best kit on the market today. So go and check them out, testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. Welcome to Monday Club. Yeah, that was the worst intro ever. Well done, oh, Amy. Why do I say that? <laughs> Welcome to Monday Club. Go on, Amy. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Welcome, well, what you should say is, Welcome to Casting Couch. No? All right, sweet. Um, right. <laughs> Definitely not going to. Um, it's way too much work. Um, I'm really bored of editing. It, it feels like that's all I've done for like the last week or so. Um, right, so it's Monday Club. How is everyone? What's what's been going on? Lots. I'm all right. I'm all right. Got loads of good news. You all have seen it on my Instagram. Sam really knows this. Um, finally signed the papers earlier to my new industrial unit slash studio. That's so that's cool. Right. Very so, nice. Uh, I know, I can't wait. It, uh, I've been looking at them for ages, trying to find the right one. And uh, some of them was just stupid prices, like 12, 13, 1400 pounds a month. And I was like, I'm doing this on a whim, give it a go. And uh, most of it really, I just want to store stuff because I don't have a garage at home. My office is full of stuff, sheds full of stuff, the utility room is full of stuff. Where the half is on my case constantly because my stuff's everywhere. And then when the guy knocks at the door with a massive like DHL parcel, she just goes, brilliant, where's that going? on the dining room table where do you think um yeah i freak so, yeah. out about stuff like that oh, See, amanda does avon she's like she's like a boss at avon right but we might get like 12 or 15 boxes arrive at one time yeah and then the the dining room is then packed full of avon boxes for about three days so yeah, what I did, the understairs cupboard i converted i took everything out and I shelved it all out, and I was like, that's where you put your Avon tat. Oh, I thought that's where you were going to eat your tea. No, I wouldn't <laughs> fit in there, bro. And my dinner definitely wouldn't fit in there. What's wrong no, with that's you? true. Don't get back by not eating, boo. Um, yes, so the whole reason for it as well is bottom end of it is going to become a studio to film in. So every day, Adam's every Monday, Adam's at college. I'm going to um, go down there, spend the whole day filming. I plan to set fire to fuse boards. Um, chuck 100 amps through cable and connectors and socket outlets and see what sets on fire. I spoke to Bosch earlier, Sam. Yeah. And oh, to this camera. Oh, and um, they're going to send me a couple of thermal imaging cameras so I can record all the data temperatures, nice. what heats up to what, and just do it to the best of my ability where I create good content, but equally you learn from it as well. Well, what so, are you going to say to people who are like, Nick, you ain't that technically savvy. There's people out there that can do it better than you. Rude. Fuck off. <laughs> Have you got a unit? Are you making this content? No. So shut up. That's what I say. Oh, so, hashtag triggered. Oh, yeah, I nearly bit someone the other day. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that's the plan. And then eventually as well, I'm going to create a podcast studio in the corner. And somebody knows this. Um, I've got where a few I'll guests be, locally. Where I'll I'll live. Someone... Like yeah. a troll. <laughs> so set, set a bed up in the corner. Um, 
Yes, get a few mates on, a few local people. My plumber mates I work with, like two of my best mates, um, to come locally to do an actual in-house podcast with a couple of cameras, do it properly instead of on Zoom, because as good as this is, when you can get a, a physical cinematic uh, motion of it as well, with switching cameras between the two, I want to aim for that, but whether or not that's till summer next year, I don't know. So it's going to take me a while to set up. It's, it's really, really, really exciting, does that, Nick? That yeah, sounds absolutely man. brilliant. But just getting the separation from your business life and home as well, that was a big thing for me when I first yeah. did it. Because I've been in, in your shoes where your house is full of all your gear, you've got the family nagging at you. So just getting that physical separation from work and your home life, uh, that transformed things for me when I was building yeah, I my wait. business. So, you know, good I stuff. just need to make sure I find the, the ratio of work to studio to home because i know to fact to start with no one's going to see me for a while <laughs> this is the thing with my that shed is mate. Is. this is the thing with my shed i love just coming in here and sitting in it i find a reason to come in here now because it's mine yeah. it's my domain i've got all my stuff in there all my toys um i've got my internet i don't have to worry about nothing i can watch netflix in there i can even have a little snooze on my recliner gosh it's no problem but um, you do. I do find myself spending an inordinate amount of time in the shed. And if I had a Sam, unit, Sam, um, stop touching your microphone. Yeah. Listen, bro. Right, um, we're all thinking I, it. And if I had, and if I had a unit, I'd be really. Um, I'd probably move out of home and live in the unit. You got a roll of Darnick. Yeah. Get the van in there as well. Even better. Yes. Can't wait. I'm just gonna fly my drone around constantly in it as well. <laughs> for no reason anyway amy how are you oh she's taking a sip sorry um i'm all right thanks um i've had a bit of a quiet week to be honest i've not been well i've not been ill but i've had a bad back so i have to have a few days off uh just resting um what else we're doing i've been to uh see the people at skullmore today um, have you talking about you guys actually hey um, mostly yeah. me Sorry? Mostly. <coughs> no, not really. I know, did, right? What's that about? Your name did pop up, but we were talking about um, Nick and Mark. Um, so, yeah, I've got some stuff with them coming out in the new year, I think. Um, oh, they're nice people, aren't they? Really nice people. I had a really good day, to be fair. Did you do meet Plumstead? Katie. Yeah, that's who, uh, that's who um, contacted me. I've got a lot of time for Katie. She's a very nice young lady. Um, Oh, but I called it, I'm like, Plumstead, I need to talk to you. I, I just call her Plumstead, I don't call her Katie. Yeah. Brilliant. And what about, is it Mike? Uh, no, I think it was uh, Ben and Dave. Ben, I called him Mike to his face, yeah, Ben. Um, the, the uh, pro not producer, <sighs> interviewer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ben's a nice guy. called you, Ted yeah, he called me Ted Bundy ages ago, yeah. And Probably then do with a can of Red Bull before he does his in interviews or monster. Monster. Delicious. 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 Um, yeah, so that was something different. It was it was really good actually. Um I have to apologise now. Before it comes out, Mark, I look like a right weirdo because I was proper bigging you up. Um <laughs> I'm telling saying I've got a bit of an insta crush on Mark. He's so clever. He helped me in the week when I was stuck on a job and um, yeah, it might come across a bit creepy, so sorry about that. That's all right. People are usually <laughs> moaning about me, so I'll take that all day long. <laughs> <laughs> True. 
hopefully they'll cut that out so they look too weird. Um, yeah. Good. That's cool. It's because oh, it's around the corner from you. It's Tamworth, isn't it? So it's not far yeah, at all. That's where um, that's where I'm originally from. I didn't know that um, that they were based there. So yeah, and I was I was uh, working in Tamworth today anyway. So I did a little. Uh, job over there and then spent a few hours at Skullmore, so yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Sam? Sam, um, if, uh, can I now, Sam, are we going to do the tour dash? Because I've got something really cool to show everyone at some point. Well, maybe. Relax, just hold on a minute right. for a second. Okay. I've got it ready and everything, so I'm just saying. Um, so, what have, what have I done this week? I can't remember. Um, well, last week was just much of the same. We're still second fixing. I've done some slick boards over the last couple of days. Um, yeah, no, nothing really changes with what I'm doing. It's basic stuff, um, but I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the fact that, you know, I first fixed these flats. Now I'm on the second fix. Um, and, oh, mate, it couldn't have been timed any better because you're second fixing right away to Christmas. Then you'll have Christmas off and you'll come back to second fixing. Do you know what I mean? It's just nice. There's a lot of satisfaction with, with finishing second fix, getting the board on powering up and looking at it going, I did that. I'm pretty powerful at second fixing as well. It's what, probably one of the only things I can say I'm powerful at. Like, I will smash out, I will smash out flat. Your fuse board was neat. I was going to say, your board looked really good. It was really, considering you've not done one for a while, it was really neat. It's kind of what I do, you know, It'd just naturally be awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Listen, it's not meant to be followed by like a a chorus of laugh laughing. You're meant to all be giving me like a stand innovation. No, it was because Sam sent it to the you sent it to our WhatsApp group, didn't you? Yes, I did. I, I sent um, it to you lot first for critical. Yeah, and it wasn't my pictures to start with because it was really really nice. But then they but they made you shift it over, didn't they? Yeah. So I, so what happened was fixed it all. Um, and I was all pleased with myself. So I, I thought, right, I've nailed this. Looking around, all pleased with myself, chest out, you know. And then uh, the guy comes around, the, uh, the the site manager, and goes, hmm, gets his tape measure. And I'm thinking, if you don't put that tape measure away, I'm going to smash it. And anyway, he goes, oh, that's got to go over an inch because the door's going to hit it. I did <laughs> not consider that. I did not consider that. But in the knockouts in the back of the Hager boards, um, they're like an oval shape. So it was literally just a matter of undoing the screws, moving it over a tad. Um, yeah, so really not a very technical job. Um, the other good thing about this job that I really like and that keeps me there and keeps me interested in it is once I've done the first floor, which is where we're at now, there's about 10 flats to do on the first floor. I'll be testing those 10 flats. So that's Great. that's what I'm really excited for. Um, I'm going to be using my TIS tester um, and just smashing it out. Um, I'm super excited about it. It's all part of my personal development, um, moving away from being a containment spark. And yeah, it's just fun, man. It's fun. It's, I'm starting to really enjoy being a spark again. Um, yeah, I am. I'm enjoying being a spark. Good. Good. It's nice to find the love for it again, especially when you start doing it enough and it becomes simpler, especially with the testing. The more and more you do with it, the easier it becomes. Um, to be fair, I was having a conversation with one of the lads at the wholesaler today, electrician from around my area, a lot older than me, friends with my dad years ago. And um, he was asking about YouTube work and all sort of stuff, uh, which is 
terrible in there. honest, every time I walk the red carpet, yeah, it's like brilliant. It's always uh, funny Nick, every time you can say Can I just it. say something? Um, your, your internet cut out then. You got some lag going on. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, you did a minute ago as well. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Yeah. So, uh, and he was saying about he's just he's sick of it. He wants to get out of the trade. He's he bored of the paperwork and everything. And uh, I just said to him, you know, do you do your stuff on your iPad? And he said, no, we still have to go home and ride it all out. And I was like, get yourself an iPad, get yourself software. He said, because he uses Napit desktop, but he does it when he gets home. I said, get yourself an iPad, do it on site. Your life will become 50 times easier when you get back. And he said, no, you're going to buy a second an iPad and give it a go. And he says, if he hates it, it doesn't work. He's going to send me the bill and wrap it around my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, no. though. That, that is the thing. Um, this is an interesting conversation where if you are a painter, for instance, and so say the average, so say you're, so, you know, you're looking to earn 200 quid a day as a spark, right? On average. I don't know if that's a national average or what, but I looked, I look for about two, two bills a day. Now, if you're a painter and you don't have to do any of that, but you can charge 200 quid a day to do painting and you don't have to do any paperwork, <laughs> can't renew any qualifications, do anything kind of makes you think, is there a, a, a wage disparity amongst the trades? Because I feel like on certainly on the jobs I work on, they're all lumped in together. Um, I mean, you can be a dry liner and get, and get paid more than a uh, electrician without having to have any deep qualifications without having to have a um a cps regist uh, registration each year there's a lot there's a lot that goes into being a sparks and doing it right um is the wage disparity is there a wage disparity and does it need looking into go on mark yeah i think there's two two sides of that on on site where you are sam you probably see it more than more than i would but yeah, definitely, I think Sparks have a lot of admin and a lot of other bits and pieces that most other trades don't have. So that would certainly warrant um, an extra an extra bit of money, you would say. It's an age-old argument, isn't it? Going back for a long time of which trade should be the best paid and, and why. And, and they all have arguments, you know. Plasterers can say, well, we can't work as long because we're lugging heavy plasterboards around and, and spreading trowels, getting repetitive strain injury. We have to retire younger, so that's why our hourly rate's higher electricians have the argument that it's due to um, all of our training and test equipment and membership of cps's as sam said so you know it's not it's not as clear cut as it might first appear um and certainly in, in a domestic market i think the rates disparity is naturally there electricians can charge more than, than painter and decorators um, and other trades but it is different out on site i know exactly where you're coming from with that sam Nico? Yeah, I've got to agree. Yeah, I've got to agree. Domestic-wise, because my dad was a painter, so I know exactly what you're saying. Um, he never understood the aspect of going home, certificating it, registered bill and control, all the public liability we've got to have, like everything to cover ourselves. Like you say, for buying the tools, the tools itself are fucking thousands. The to uh, he used to have a really cheap Makita drill, which would most of the time be taking just screws out for curtain hooks or curtain poles to pull down there was nothing really expensive in his van i think one of the most expensive things was the makita radio i bought him on christmas because the rest is just brushes and bottles of white spirit and tins of paint and, and dust sheets but then he used to a lot of 
on money. Nick, you've got to do on something with your um, internet connection. It is pony. Really bad. You're going to have to this log out different. and look back in, bro. What's going on? Log out, look back in. With that magic Hang on, I'll just turn all my Wi-Fi stuff around me. Hang on. Whilst you're talking about that, um, let's talk about my hot topic of the week. This yeah. isn't the hot topic, but it's something that wound me up today. <sighs> painters. What was, it, what was the question I posed earlier on, Mark, about painters? Uh, something about painters and hate, wasn't it, I think? I can't remember exactly how you phrased it. I didn't know if you were on about people painting hate over social media or you was on about actual painters and hating them. I'm going to look for it now um, because I'll tell you what, um, painters do do my head in uh, massively. They do my head in because... Right, hold on. Have you been working with a difficult painter this week? Because I, I don't have that same that same feeling, Sam. To be honest, no. what about you, Amy? Oh, not really. Right. So I've got a story. <clears throat> Years ago, I was working on a job in Malden, and the painters were there. It was Saturday. It was a Saturday, and what had happened was there was a. It was new build flats. Um, like high and new build flats or whatever and they had a load of bt cables and what someone had done is this disgruntled employee had gone and cut all the tags all the markings off the um bt cables and it's like a nice. big bunch like that loomed into into the uh under under the stairs and uh they cut all the tags off so it was our job on the saturday i would i would sit in the cupboards my mate would go around and he'd put the tester on each one, each room, and I'd find it through the, through the cupboard. Mark it up um, for Monday. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm doing that. The cupboard's not built yet. It's just under the stairs. Painter comes along. Now, all right, I had my new tracksuit on, which was a silly move, but I thought this is going to be a clean job. We'll smash it out. I'll be out by 12 o'clock. I've got, I've got stuff to do today. Don't worry about it. So I was wearing a tracksuit. And at the time, I wore a lot of tracksuits. Don't judge me. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, under, I'm under, under the stairs doing this thing. Painter comes along. Sorry, mate, we've got to get through there. I was like, oh, all right, mate, give me one sec because I've got to make sure I mark this up properly. And then I'll be out of your way for, for a minute or two. And he goes, no, can't wait. Coming through. And he just splashed me with paint. All over my new tracksuit. And I was like, you. and I was very coordinate at the time. I was like, bruh, look what you've done to my tracksuit though. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like stepping on your trainers in a club. Don't do that, right? So anyway, <clears throat> I had paint on me and I was fuming. And he's like, sorry, mate, I've to. Go, I've got to get the job done. So if you'll get out of the way, I'll paint over you. <laughs> so I, I moved out of the way, walked out and I walked down the road. I was fuming. And this was back in my hothead days. And there was a shop there. And I was like, oh, that's a paint shop. So I went in there and I bought hot pink enamel paint. And I walked back in and I threw it over him. And I was like, sorry, mate, coming through. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's not my proudest moment. I look back and I think, what, what an annoying arsehole I am. But it's so ever since then, I've been like a dog with a postman when it comes to painters. So my question is, um, and answer in the comments below, Painters, labourers with a brush or a trade? <laughs> that is going to wind some painters up if we have any listening, for sure. Uh, I don't, I don't know if they would be or not. 
You seem to yeah. attract, but you seem to attract these things, Sam. Maybe, maybe, maybe it could be something to do with you and not so much <laughs> the painters. It was probably to do with me. I was probably out of order on some level. <laughs> but this is what this is what the new podcast is about: growth and finding a new mentality, a new way to deal with problems, rather than just I don't know trying to paint over and... someone. <laughs> But yeah, painters do my head in. I was in, I was in the flat today. Um, painters come in. You know, I have a bit of a rule. If we've got to work on site, if I'm in the flat, you ain't. So if I'm second fixing, you've got to get out, mate. Because actually, COVID, social distancing, um, we've got to wear masks and stuff like that. But I don't have to wear a mask if you ain't in my flat. So mm. can you get out? All huffing and puffing. Oh, we've got work to do as well, you know. You know, like this. 10 other flats for them to go and ponce about in, but they need to be in my flat right now. Winds me up. I can understand that. You want your space to work in a COVID safe way, getting booted out in another flat. Maybe it's the other thing. Now you're far too attractive to these other people. They want to be in and around you all the time. You've changed that much. You're drawing them towards you. Well, you know, it's often been referred to as a handsome fat man. I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's got to be the case. Amy, Amy, don't pull that face, bruv. I, I had an interesting one today with uh, an immersion heater element, something that I've not looked at for years. Uh, everyone else was busy and there was a call came in from one of our letting agents for an immersion heating element that uh, hadn't wor I wasn't working. And you kind of start racking your brains for the test measurements you need to be taking to check it. Right. I, I, could not, I could not remember. Stop. Right. Immersion heater element. Yeah. Never... I. As, as a spark, I've never had to do it. This is a learning moment for me. Let's go deep on this. <laughs> so, yeah. immersion heater element 101 with Marco Fufas. Yeah, so this one was a, a three kilowatt heating element. And one of the first tests um, I was always taught to do was to check the resistance between the posts. So you'll have a, a live and neutral post on the immersion element. And you need to uh, make sure that it's in, in and out. Yeah, basically, and you need yeah. to make sure that you've got a, a connection through that still, that it hasn't burnt out. So you, you measure the resistance on there, and you, usually you want something around sort of 16 to 20 ohms-ish. If you're getting values outside of that, then that would indicate a problem. I mean, you could have a, a 2 kilowatt element in there, so it's not set in stone that that would be the figures you would get, because obviously it's Ohm's law. Um, that's, that's kind of where you're at. And in this case, that's what I did measure, but it's not the only test because you need to also check for earth leakage as well. So in that case, that's when you start doing your insulation resistance testing and that's between um, those posts. So you just put a, a clip on one of them because obviously it's a, it's, a, it's a path, it's connected. You've only got 20 ohm resistance in there. And then the other one on the earth post, do an IR test. And ideally you should be sort of measuring an infinite value but on some of the old immersion elements that have been in a while, you weren't because they all break down to earth over time. And you might start measuring something in, in the um, low, 100 ohm, uh, low 100 meg ohms, even down to 5 meg ohms. And that's what I was getting in this case when I first arrived. Listen, and and, listen, and that's, man, that's, that, that's the problem. I love it. If, if you start measuring under 2 mega ohms, that's when you might, might start seeing RCDs tripping. And that's for that 1667 ohms. Um, on right. your RCD. So Stop. if if Stop. if you are <laughs> Stop, right? So I'm loving this. This is like this is really good food for my brain. Um now, so you've so where do you get these resistances from? How do you go about finding these numbers that you are quoting? 
the resistance through the heating element itself is just the three kilowatt heating element. So it's Ohm's law when you use your 230 volts and your, your three, three kilowatt load, you can work out the um, resistance of that element or what you should expect to find based on that. So that's the around um, 0 0.20 Ohms-ish. It's not set in stone. It can vary. Obviously, you really need to use a, a low resistance ohmmeter to get an accurate reading. If you're using a multimeter, um, it's never exact. Um, so you've got to factor that in as well. The measurement I was getting was 18.9, so that was totally fine. And what sort of... So if you want to get around um, uh, 20 ohms, right? Or 0.20 ohms. What, what one is sorry. that? 20 ohms, sorry. 20 ohms. So if you want to get 20 ohms, what... What can you allow for either way? 22 uh, or 18? Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, when you're taking that measurement, you'll usually either find that it's in that ballpark or it's infinite, so it's broken down inside, it's burnt out, essentially. That wire has cooked its goose and, you know, you're not going to get a measurement. So that's what you're checking, really. Um, usually you'll find it in that range. Um, if you start to get measurements that are higher, then obviously that resistive path has grown for a reason. Uh, it could be that the element's sort of on its last legs, if you like, and it's um, when it's under load, you might notice that it's cutting out or something, or um, shorting out to earth as it's in use. But I mean, it, usually they fail to earth. That's what you will normally find. So you do an insulation resistance test between the earth post and either the, the, the live and neutral leg of the element um, and check if you're getting a value, hopefully, above 100 mega ohms or so. I will, I will say in my case, when I was getting five mega ohms, it was because it had not been used for a while. They'd actually been using the um, Economy 7 control panel incorrectly. It's often, a, you know, you, when you've got tenants in and out of flats, they use them wrong. So they'll start filling around with switches and buttons and the elements aren't even coming on. So they're reporting hot water issues to the letting agent and it's their own fault. Can I so just tell you something? Yeah. With this Economy 7 thing, um, I lived in... Um in a in a flat that had economy seven i never worked it out i couldn't work it out it, it like one week our bill would be so big and i'd be like well, well I've, oh, I've messed up there and then i just couldn't work it out it's so confusing and i'm an electrician not the best but even as an electrician i still struggle with economy seven um and i want to smash it and anyone who has economy seven change it immediately yeah, well, those control panels are confusing because it varies between manufacturers as well. But yes. they, had actually, they had actually been using it wrong and that bottom tank element hadn't been getting used for a number of weeks. And they can naturally, uh, through condensation or if there is a small crack in the casing, let a little bit of water in and it will affect your insulation resistance values. So, I mean, a, a little trick that you can do is to stick it on a 1,000 um, a volt insulation resistance test and that will kind of help help it dry out a little bit. And if you start to see those insulation resistance values rising, even if it's only a little bit by two or three mega ohms, then that kind of tells you there's a bit of moisture in there that you can maybe get rid of. So it's worth powering it up, heating the tank full of water, get it fully operational and in use, and then take that measurement again. Uh, and usually, I knew that. Yeah, usually you'll find it's risen. I mean, you still want to report that into the letting agent or building owner, occupier, whatever it is. That you know there's a potential problem there because it's only going to get worse it will um yeah it's never going to iron itself out is it no no it's not but you know you give, give them that information it's up to them to decide then i mean it might last a number of years it might only last a couple of weeks uh, who knows um but in this particular situation i was racking my own brains trying to remember all this stuff today because it's not something you end up doing uh, certainly in my job now all the time 
and uh, yeah, it was it was a nice learning experience for me again to run through some of those things and crack my own brains and learn that knowledge um, again. What was the outcome? The outcome was that um, it was reset back up in a proper manner. It actually heated the tank of water and the insulation resistance value rose enough for it to, to be um, okay. And I have made a recommendation to the letting agent to get a plumber out to come and look at it because this is a pressurised tank. Uh, if it was just a normal cylinder, we might have considered changing it ourselves. But when the pressurised ones, you need a plumber. You don't mess around with those things. If they go bang and it goes wrong, it makes a whole <laughs> mess. So uh, we don't touch them at all. So I recommended a plumber comes and changes the element anyway. But as we left it with the, the tenant, they've got hot water again now. So we were the heroes for the night. That was all good. Do you know what? Amy's sitting there like she's like, you know that emoji with love eyes? <laughs> I could just listen to Mark all the time. He's so clever. He knows everything. No, she's so sitting true. there like with love eyes like that. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Mark, he's so clever. Um, yeah, oh, at least at least some people like me. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's going to have a little, little fan club <laughs> of groupies that stand outside his house. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got, I got triggered by someone on Twitter yeah, yesterday sticking on about all these YouTubers popping up doing banters and tool reviews. And obviously he's not talking about me because I aren't famous at all. But I was thinking, I just did a banter video. I just did some tool reviews videos. That is so out of order because I actually quite like doing them. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing? Slating up? Slating everyone? Yeah, just saying he's sick of seeing stuff like that, and it's also fake for blue. Like Neil, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't Neil. It wasn't Neil. I mean, you can hear Neil saying it, but it wasn't Neil. Yeah, you Neil. can. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and he wouldn't mind me saying that either. Um, yeah. I think. I think what you have at the moment is um, people are seeing the success of people like old Bunderson over there, and uh, they are looking at it like, oh, I want a slice of that pie. But what they don't realise is it's graft. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort, and it, like like with podcasting, you've got to be passionate about podcasting before you can even make it work. Otherwise, like because you require consistency and passion to get it over, get it to a point where it starts working. And Nick, I tell you, um, it's not been an easy road, has it, mate? No, no. I nearly tell me if my internet goes out again. I've tried to turn everything off in the background, um, but no, it. it I needed it to start with on a whim to see if it would go anywhere. And when it got traction, I realised you have to be consistent. Consistency is key for YouTube or your channel doesn't get pushed. If it doesn't get pushed, you don't get the views, you don't get the views, you don't get the subs and you just sit where you are. Um, <clears throat> but me trying to do two a week now, trying to record two the week prior and release them out the following week and then the next week record two more for the following week. And they're constantly, not just only... I've got to go to work and do work, but equally I want to record stuff and then I've got to go home and go edit it. Then I've got to do a podcast. It's just so much to remember. Make sure you're not fucking up as well in the videos of doing stuff you shouldn't do. Um, you know, make sure everything is sweet as a nut for everyone because the people that are going to be watching it are mostly apprentices that you need to be taught the right way um, and putting a good example out for everyone. So there's so much to think about. It is a lot of effort, but I, I really enjoy it. So it makes things a lot easier. I think I think that's a common theme running there with with you and Mark. Like Mark, you really enjoy doing the tour reviews. Um, you're passionate about that. You're passionate about uh, doing some new content. I think you've took like took it 
took to it like a duck in water. Honestly, mate. Um, yeah. Some of your newer content is epic. Like you're you're knocking the podcast out 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 of the show, mate. You your podcasts are brilliant. And from what I've heard from feedback of other guests that have been on that hasn't been released, they really appreciate what you're doing. Um, and you and your channel, um, you know, it's growing real quick. It's doing some de decent numbers for its size already. So I think you should be very proud of it. And, and this is one of them subjects that, you know, it's not easy doing, it is easy to do content. You could literally, like Nick Bundy could do, he could do a video of himself sitting in a van and not talking and still get 2,000 views. That'd just be from you. <laughs> And Mark could do one and they'll be from Amy. So relax. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's true though, isn't it? But you had to work to get to that point. It, it's, you know, it's yeah. a strange old thing. And I, I really enjoy doing podcasts. One thing I've sworn I will never do again. And this is the truth. I will never, ever do a tool review again. My tool reviews are so bad. And yeah, they were really, really bad. Yeah. Well, right, some of my newer ones are not too bad, right? Now, George, I remember what I first found out who you were, and I went on your YouTube and I saw your uni light one in your garage. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I've left it on there as like a sort of uh, as like a symbol to not do shit. <laughs> it's pony. Um, but one of the things is, I'm never going to do another one of those tour reviews again i done the last one i think i done was brocket socket and then i got sent a laser that i had to review and i'll be honest i was looking at it and i was like this is just the most of most basic bitch laser i've ever used and it was like a hundred quid and it come with a tripod the i swear to god this is true the very next day i went to lidl and there was a parkside laser with a tripod for 30 quid <laughs> and i was like i guarantee that it's just as good as this shitty laser that someone has sent me um the thing about the reviews as well because i'm hoping i'm going to start messaging people is i don't want to do a tour review as in oh yeah it's a screwdriver which is like oh, it's really good it's 30 pound whatever i want to break shit like i want people to send me like drills and whatnot and i'm already going to speak to bosh about this is send me it i'll use it i'll review it and then we'll see how long it takes to break it that's what i want to do Drop yeah, test, fire like, test, freezing test. Why is it? Because I, how many times? How many times have we dropped drills off ladders or scaffolds or stuff like that? Or they've got wet, they got in the rain. Let me tell you this, right? I have got my Makita set. I think it was what was it, six or eight piece set that I bought five years ago, and I've dropped it off ladders, scaffolding. I've I dropped the whole box one day off a of scaffolding, pissing around. Dropped the whole box. I was like, ooh, glad no one's under there. Um, like, honestly, I have not treated... Like, you've seen my, my drill. Like, when I when I come to you and you're like, that drill does not sound healthy. But it still works. So, unless your videos are going to be six years long, relax. I'm going to hit them with hammers and set them on fire. What are you going to set a hammer on fire for? What's that going to do? No, I'm going to hit it with a hammer and then set it on fire. Oh, okay. What about this, though? Right? I come up with this idea ages ago. I really wanted to do it. Um, can your drill pull a car? And if you've got a unit, what you need to do is make up a rig, yeah, that you can put a drill in, 
and then attach, oh, what you saying? Yeah, and then and then make a drill bit with like um, a wheel on, and then attach, and then hook it onto a car and see if it pulls it, and see who's got the most powerful talky drill. Well, you drill wheel, surely that massive thing you showed us last Yeah, no, that that don't count. I'm talking hand drills to start with. You start yeah. from the smallest one, yeah, and see who's got the best one, and then if you've got a couple that do it, see who pulls it the fastest. Do you know what I mean? Or we can just sit you on a trolley and pull Sam. It's even more impressive. I like that idea. I'd be there just sitting there like a Buddha, like this. And this drill, drill, pull a fat man. Yeah, no, Amy, I used the drill the other day. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I used to, I had to drill one hole. It took four seconds. <laughs> okay, cool. So I just a bit of back books. <laughs> yeah, I gave it to Adam and said, mate, you hold this a second. You just saw him go, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> it appeared. It's like heavy in it, and he was like, "Batteries are heavy. Never mind the drill." Listen, can you not come on my on my, on our podcast and talk about um, Bosch drills all the time? Sorry, why not? What's wrong with Bosch drills? Uh, Dewalt is the uh, accepted brand for EGTE. Ah. Amy, yeah, are you Dewalt? I can't remember. One hundred percent. Right, so we outrank both of you. I've got a case full of Bosch gear. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And Milwaukee and Makita. <laughs> yeah, I've got all this load of stuff, to be fair. But I've always used Bosch. Slag. Got into the battery system right at the start, so you kind of stick yeah. with the batteries, don't you, once you get going. Yeah. Mark, what is a hot topic this week? We kind of covered it. I was just going to... Really, it was the immersion element and the triggering from someone kicking off on, on Twitter. And I kind of left it with him to go off and make his own content if he didn't like what he saw on YouTube. Let's see your channel. Your I want to see this. Uh, did you comment on it? Topic into this now. Yeah, I did. But anyway. Yeah, and Mark, I'm going to have a look. What's, uh, okay, I think that's I actually, his name on it. Oh, no, I maybe didn't tag you in it. I didn't, I didn't know somehow. You should tag me in it, and I'll, uh, I'll have lovely, lovely comments with the man. <laughs> Whilst Nick's looking for that, last week... I had to phone Marco to ask um, on the on the Hager board I'm using to install. It comes with an SPD, and in that SPD it has a fly lead um, that goes to the earth bar. And next to that fly lead that goes to the earth bar, there is another hole um, and a screw terminal um, where you can fit something else. And I was like, "Is there something missing from this, Mark?" And your answer <laughs> was. Not in the way you were using it, no. I mean, you, no. Can, you can bring your main earth into there as well. It's kind of linked together. So if you measure, if you're ever in that position yourself, you measure continuity across that. It's labelled PE and an actual earth symbol. There is continuity across the two. Um, but it's if you were using it in a separate enclosure that you could bring that earth into there and then loop it on out um, onto the main earth terminals of your consume unit, what you were using. So... Same thing with that board. The first time I um, fit in a board with an SPD, I had the same. I was really confused, and I asked. I put a thing on Instagram, and they'd be yeah. I wouldn't have known because I'd never fitted one before. Well, single module ones just have the one, don't they? So if you use a uh, like Nick uses Fusebox, I think they just have the one earth terminal in because it's just a single yeah. module. I know the, the Wilex ones are like that as well. So I think it's just with a Hager one's been that that double module for the Type Two. Um, they put it in there because they had space for it, I guess, and it makes it a little bit easier if you're wiring out in a smaller enclosure, perhaps that's near the, the meter, separate to the consumer unit. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's why it's there. One of the things about those Hager boards that, well, two things, right? I haven't, I'm going to drop myself in it, but I'm pretty sure my boss don't listen to this. Um, 
So <laughs> maybe make sure, maybe make yeah. sure before you can proceed. So, I'll put in There's the, seventeen I'll put in boards the... missing. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the old Sam. This is a new Sam. Anyway, I've got I've, I've took pictures of it. I forgot to tell him today. Um, I will be uh, letting you know tomorrow, Lloyd. Um, so I've put the board. I've done the board. It's as um, sexy as I usually do them. Now I'm awesome at boards. Um, and I put the cover on, and it wouldn't go on properly anyway. So I pushed the SPD back quite hard um and do you know what it did snap the top off of the spd really <sighs> yeah you heavy-handed buffoon mm. <laughs> they're quite <laughs> hard as well to be fair yeah i, I pushed it How on earth did you do that, that? And, I, and i was pushing it back and, I, and it would just went like that and then <laughs> i was like i've got a picture on my phone actually I'm was, gonna, that a was that a hager one yeah they are not cheap they are not they are like over a hundred they're over a hundred quid each easy like a fuse box one and you'd be fine <laughs> they'll never know so i'll, I'll show you this uh, oh that's not... knackered isn't it oh god you actually like snapped it in half yeah wow. but do you know what i've got that's the carrier though you can buy the carrier separate there you go that's a good picture Oh dear. Yeah, I pushed that back and broke it. Um, so Nick doesn't need any flames or water in his um, new unit. He just needs Sam. Put it in Sam's hands, let him use it, and see how, yeah. see how resistant it is. Sam, Sam, can you just hold this for me and then start a clock watch <laughs> in the corner? And it's broken. Brilliant. Five seconds. Yeah, I don't know what happened, man. I was pushing it. On a, um, but what had happened was, this is the downside to those Hager boards. Now, they're really easy to work in. Um, I love the cutouts in the back. I love the grommet strip. Putting the grommet strip in, if you do it right, it stays in perfectly. I don't really like them red things that come with it. You no, I've the tried reds, them. They're too flimsy. And they pop out. No matter what you do, they pop out. I like the grommet strip. It's fantastic. And they're quite nice holes. It's all perfectly situated. And you can dress it lovely. My problem is, this the the whatever it is the casing the surround whatever mate that's made out of some wafty metal honestly it I'm is trying, thin. It, it, it's, is it thin or is it just like really like soft because I, I i'm moving the um i'm moving i'm sliding them down uh the din rail by just like pushing it with a screwdriver and it bent the whole side of the thing out and i was like i didn't even really heavy hand it I was like, that is, that is a yeah. beast. I had that with chint boards a couple of years ago. I fit a few three-phase chint boards and they'd been dropped slightly somewhere in the wholesaler, got them to me. And they were literally like someone had ran over it. It like crumpled the long way down. And I rang him up and said, it's been broken. Come get it. He's like, you sure you didn't do it? I was like, with what? Like, you've really damaged this. Come back. And they were all, there must have been the pallet of them. And something must have been sat underneath the corner of the pallet. And they were all twisted as they were sat. Because they were, like, wrapped together. Um, chin, and this was years ago now, so it might be different. But that's what I like about fuse box boards. It's just a thick board. It's 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 the whole but thing of it. Boards are, of, are, dare I say it, flimsy. Mm. They are flimsy and a little bit brittle. 
think it's where they join the corners, isn't it? It's not like a machined box. Yeah, it's folded, got, yeah. It's folded on the corners. So especially if you're trying to set it off the wall, I've seen people who put um, like couplers for conduit behind just to set it off. And it's if not you, perfectly flat. Yeah, it's if you don't that. get it quite right, it'll warp and it can pull the sides apart. I've seen that happen before. Um, even in free phase boards, you get it though. I mean, those, those Schneider boards uh, are insane. They're fantastic. But for me, the casing of metal on them is a bit thin and flimsy. So you, you can't be uh, eaten for the quality of the actual boxes. Um, you know, that's, that's top people stuff. people swear by eaten. Yeah, it's top money as well, but for a reason, because you're getting that, that material in there, I guess. I think a lot of manufacturers have been trimming down on what they can get away with for years to try and nip those prices away, because it's a really competitive market, isn't it? And, you know, now we're maybe seeing the limits of where the quality can go. I've got a question um, that I need answering. Um, why? So I've, I've kind of got an answer to it that I, I've sort of used very loosely. And that is why do they? Why do we have to use um, torque screwdrivers now? Give me the definitive answer. Manufacturer's instructions. No. Why does it manufacture? Because there's, there's a bit of a conspiracy theory around it. And they're like, oh, it's because they use cheap parts. So if they give you the torque setting to those cheap parts, you won't over tighten it and, and do the thread or something like that. Yes, I don't too quite believe that. There's two ways to look at it. Obviously, you've got torque setting for the cable you put it in. So I personally, you, if it's multi-strand or solid core cables, it needs to be altered differently. Equally, I think it should be written differently if you've got two or more cables in a certain MCB or RCBO. Um, then again, it should be different if it's a screw flat or it's a bridge connection. It should be different as well. But the, most of the time, it's all duplicated what it is. But obviously, for termination or torque setting for the strength of the cable, it's so it's not moving, it's not vibrating, and then creating heat and causing a fire. But then, if you over tighten it, which I've seen loads of people do with impact drivers, you end up damaging the thread, which then pulls it too tight, which can then damage the cable more, create vibration if it pushes the cable up to the side, not in the correct place it's meant to be in. And then, on top of it as well, you can physically damage the breaker by over tightening it and twisting it out of place, which then creates gapped vibration fire. Go on, Nick. I spang on the money. Couldn't have said now, that better myself. I'm now, screening off the screen here. <laughs> yeah. Now there's um so today I was I was finishing off on a board today and I put in the uh, yeah, you were finishing off on a board? Yes, I was. I quite fancy boards, you see. <laughs> um, <and laughs> anyway, I was putting in the buzz bar on um, these particular Hager boards today, um, and I was tightening them up and I could have kept tightening them. You know, when you're like, I sort of got, you, you get that feel, don't you? So you, you, you tighten it and you're like, that's cinched. And then, but you can still tighten it more, but you yeah. sort of, I shouldn't. But I did a little bit and I was like, I could keep going. It was just keep going. And yeah. I, and is that cheap copper in in terms of the buzz bar? Um, or is it just really good components? in the depends what cable we're using is it multi-strand is it so no no so this is going this is the screw into the buzz bar oh okay yeah so yeah most of the time i've had that it's just when the buzz bar depending if it's a screw one because you've got wilex it's the push through with the screw in the lug physically the buzz bar sits in and the screw sits flat but then other ones it's pinching in and there's so many different types of boards but equally going off that sam i want to know why at some point or what regulation is going to come in where there's torque settings on sockets on switches on or what, what's the point of doing it on a fuse board if there's no torque setting on the cooker wedge or showers 
like it makes no difference you're getting such as the same pull on a, a cooker iso and a shower iso than you would at the mcb so why haven't we got a talk setting for different um isolation switches throughout the property or, or anywhere it makes no sense that's a really good point um i think that's a really first really good point you've ever made um but it's a really good point <laughs> it's but equally no that's but it's where true. The, i think the wago things come in you know where the the wago or the ideal clips whatever you which one you prefer that gsh or you fixed it on the back of a socket the fact that it's got you know a where permanent... I here, bro. well either way it, lever connectors got... is what you say lever connectors lever connectors don't ever say i, that. I like it the way i look at the camera so anyway uh, the fact they've got a permanent torque setting it can't be pulled all that sort of stuff why are they not just manufactured purely in there and then you know some prats not going to come around and stick four sockets cables into a socket it's limited to three and three only so you can in out and then a spur yeah you'd think that's not been invaded be, you'd think it'd certainly be possible wouldn't you if you're seeing it on like down lights and stuff why hmm. why not in the back of a socket front i mean i don't understand as well you could easily do it because you, like you say you can limit people to how many cables you could put in or bodge in within certain reasons to it because i've come to sockets before and i've had five cables going into it you think oh that's safe um, Sam. i think <laughs> hey bro um i've upped my game as of late um i think with the with the wago connectors that's that's another point actually because you mean lever connectors tight, do they tighten on the cable or the lever connectors how tight do they tighten on the cable is that i don't know there's a there's a set preference to it with the with the springs but equally i don't know because we've all done it before when you put one in and you think oh, i'll just twist it out you know the the push ones yes i, I do like the push ones yeah i'll be 100 certain when you put them in because exactly. but, but you can get them out by twisting them and you can reuse it they say don't we all do it like when i'm first fixing them, i want to power up i'll put a few of them on sockets in the wall but front yep. over it pull them off twist them off we've you done it but at a time that's going to become looser and looser surely um but i don't know where, where what's the point in us having talk settings for some stuff and not others it makes no sense well it makes it it makes a mockery of the lever connectors then doesn't it because actually if you've got a talk setting for uh, sockets and light switches but then you i don't know um use lever connectors on if you take the feed to the switch and you use lever connectors for the neutral and the earth that is but i that is a different torque setting it's such because most of the times we use torque it's off a, a press nut so obviously screw on on bolt or whatever compression this is works off a different yeah, but it works yeah. on a different system it's a whole lever so you've got more contact in a lever connector than you would do on do a you think screw so? or do you think like the the pressure of what of the lever connector pushing down it's the same as the pressure of the the screw pushing down i don't know to be fair that's what i'm I saying that's a that's yeah. a good question so perhaps that's why they're not using um lever connector um why they don't use lever connectors with sockets and switches or perhaps that's why they haven't brought out a talk setting for um switches and sockets I yeah, think, the problem, I think, yeah, go on. Sorry. I was going to say with the consumer units, I think that stemmed from the London Fire Brigade. So there was a lot of consumer unit fires in and around London, and they pushed really hard to um, have something done about that. And, you know, we've all argued this before, but rather than tackling the issue with really the competency of people installing them, the quick fix was to get those fires contained in, in metal boxes and make sure that the people installing them were using torque drivers um, as part of the manufacturer's instructions. It was really simple things for industry to do 
that didn't cost manufacturers any money. That's kind of the conspiracy was, to all of that. It makes wasn't sense. there a pushback against the um, plastic book, back book, um, plastic boxes, uh, fuse boards versus metal fuse boards? There isn't really a difference in burn through rate, which yes. I find hard to believe, but there's been tests differences. on it. Yeah. By on, beam. And I think some of the plastic ones are fire retardant, but a lot of the, the cheaper ones never were. They just kind of melt disintegrate and um spill out they went at the seams didn't they the top right seams where yeah. the heat would go that was the thinnest point the the board physically dropped away and the flames escaped out the sides yeah but then a lot of the time with the original metal boards correct if i'm wrong mark but people could there was lids open the wrong way to start with yeah they were so the whole purpose down. yeah the lids would fall down the mcbs are obviously plastic they'll set on fire the fire can come up. so that's where it comes to now where it's a sealed unit with a closed down lid is they don't come with magnets anymore because people would leave the magnets attached with the lid up so the flames would still get out. And this is what I understand why I saw people every now and then fit metal boards and they're fitting plastic blanks. Yeah. This is another thing. <coughs> the blanks that come with the uh, the boards I'm fitting at the moment, plastic blanks, should they yeah. be metal? Should they have, or at least have a metal facade? Yeah. Facade, you see. But this I mean, is why another. Th go on, sorry, Mark. <laughs> the, the, the din rail mount ones you couldn't really be fitting uh, metal ones for obvious reasons without yeah. a bit of insulation between the two. But the metal ones that go in the the front, I don't see why they can't just supply some of them. It's not the biggest extra expense to chuck in. Um, and some of the some, some of the plastic ones you can actually flick out with your finger, which obviously yeah. is not good. You know that that's not a good. Thing. A lot of them up on ECRs recently. Yeah. If I think can, back, if I can flick it out easy. And go yeah. in but if it's a manufactured one for that like wirelex ones for wirelex ones okay but when you see wirelex one in the bloody proteus board or an mk board they just fall out <laughs> it's almost like they're they're in there on a wish like yeah, don't, don't breathe on out. it don't yeah. breathe on it and, and again with it with a um lever connectors or whatever we're calling them i think a lot of the manufacturers stipulate they have to be held in like a in position don't they so if you use so they can't Vigo vibrate yeah. so if you're putting them on the back of a, a back of a socket i guess they're worried about maybe when it's pushed back that there might be some movement in it or it's not held physically in place i don't know but you'd think there'd be ways of making something on there that could hold it in a way that was all right so they'll bring it out and they'll go every bit bad box now has to be 47 mil yeah. <laughs> well you've got the gun to sing them in haven't you so we know to call <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> so um i'm i'm so egte as a podcast is very friendly with ideal um, so I can phone up Ideal and get lever connectors sent to me, no problem. And that's not me bragging; that's just a fact. And but I found myself where I'm doing second fixing. We've took the feeds to the switches. Um, I've just found myself using um, connector blocks because there's a grid switch in the kitchen, um, and you can have up to nine um, cables going into one connector block. Now, there might be a rig about that. I don't know. Is there a rig about that? You know about old school connector blocks, the screw terminal ones? Yeah, yeah, normal connector blocks. Now, I could phone up Ideal and they'd send me out whatever I asked them for. Um, but they're not going to have a nine-way connector block, are they? Yeah, they have a ten-way one. Do they really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's take up to 12, don't they? Do they really? I did not know that. Um, is there any sort of reg about taking too many earths to one point? 
just good working practice isn't it so it's making sure that you're not over filling the termination so you, you will have an instruction on the manufacturer's um, data sheet for that product and you shouldn't be filling it with too many cables but ultimately ultimately that comes with no well th there will be somewhere obviously probably not in the packaging but there will be somewhere Online. yeah and generally speaking it's just good workmanship isn't it so you have experience of what you can safely connect in, in a terminal block or point and you know that's that's what you should be doing that's the well, basis of the regulations that's, that's what the old school people used to do, or people still do now if there's too many cables going into on it oh no we'll do we'll put some pliers on it we'll twist it into a big bunch <laughs> then it'll fit and that's what it was but i mean well, i do I it now when i is... bridge it through connect a block connect a block link bridge through and then connect into each side always works well that's one way of doing it um what what we're using is um grid switches M mk grid switch so yeah. what i do is i take um the feeds so there's a feed in feed out to the uh, grid switch i take the feeders to the back back box um a fly lead from the back box so you've got three in there out to the grid switch um holder and then i um, put the rest into a connector block just because i don't want nine cables going into into well, one. i was say only just do a, a six and six or a four and four oh, sorry five and five and link them through six from one six to the does other. not make nine <laughs> it gives you more ways to add further stuff oh you're Obviously. hard you're hard yeah. um but listen i think this has been a really good one um i've really enjoyed talking. i think amy's mic's broken just let us speak a second well, yeah. i've got nothing exciting to talk about a really quiet boring week oh. um amy just so um you can let our listeners know um next week you are in charge of the show and it will be your topics you will be leading it and you will be leading from the front on next week can are i make a suggestion excited? can i make a suggestion because this obviously we record a week in in, in in advanced can we all wear christmas jumpers next week yes i'm on that page definitely um i don't because i'm fat and sweat a lot as you can see um i wear a christmas shirt Is that as, long as it's got, as long as it's got Christmas on it, it's all right. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. I mean, as long as it doesn't say Xmas. Uh, no, I've got a new one. She bought it for me the other day. I think she bought it from, not Lidl. Giacomo. Has <laughs> <laughs> it got? Has it got sexy and I snow it on the front? No. <laughs> oh. No. No, it's just lots of little ones. I think. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I bought it for Christmas dinner. It's a rule. You have to wear Christmas ridiculousness to Christmas dinner. No? Making Adam wear his elf outfit tomorrow. I watched your video tonight when you mentioned that right at the end. I'm looking forward to seeing that next one that's coming out. But the problem <laughs> is I recorded that one today. I already have two oh. recorded and I, I messed it up and I, I was about to get live and I thought, oh, sorry, I'll just let it go. So no, it's not. There's another two more to come out yet. But I thought, hang on, might as well release three this week. And then for Christmas, they're going to be more Christmas themed. Sorry, Sam, carry on. Um, one quick question. Um, remote control car or radio no. control car, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Amy? You, you can recreate a... home alone. You recreate Some home alone. alone. Three. That's a good one. Um, Amy, what is your problem with remote control cars? Well, they're for children, aren't they? <laughs>
<laughs> there's just a big fat sweaty child above you that's what it is and a father um you know i love it um i've i'm very pleased with it i bought this oh, yeah. look at that decent um it's on my child's desk in my shed yeah <laughs> what do you want to know um listen it's been a good one i've really enjoyed yeah, it we've had some technical conversations um i think it was good i think it was good too nice chatting with everybody again I've yeah, man. Thanks, amy's well, writing notes you can't see a lap she... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. EGT. Oh, actually, where can we find everyone? Everyone. As Amy, you first. That's Amy the Sparky on Instagram. On Instagram. And soon YouTube. Hopefully. That's right. Yes. Nice. I can't wait for that, Amy. Um, anything you need, you let me know. Nick, let's talk about the new podcast. Yeah, so I recorded with Mikey from Visual Recording the other day. Uh, really, really had a great laugh. Word. Barely said that word. Say it again. Oh, is it my microphone that bad? Uh, my internet. No, anyway. you went residual current. Oh, residual current. Mikey from Residual Current off Instagram. And um, <laughs> in two days, I am recording with Plumber Parts from YouTube. Ooh, so, yeah, he was on the phone to me yesterday. He watched my podcast and loved it he said you know a bit of the sound quality was just a bit naff but that's kind of that um but yeah he's yeah gonna get on at eight o'clock record and that should hopefully be out next week and um we're also talking about meeting up in the new year going down to his studio recording those youtube videos spark versus plumber so yeah could be good uh you're carrying a lot of weight on your shoulders with that mate um because if you if you don't beat him at every single thing then you are a bad representative. Cancelled. I'll, I'll cancel yeah. my YouTube channel. Right, yeah, yeah, you are. You are. You're cancelled. <laughs> Marco, now you've had a big week. Um, you've had the um, the greatest mind in the electrical industry on, um, myself. And now, definitely not. Um, but Mark, you're having a lot of success with your YouTube channel. Um, and I mean success, not success. Um what where can we find you what's upcoming what's new apprentice one-to-one -one on instagram for anybody who's looking for help with their apprenticeships and like you've said there's the youtube channel i've got three podcasts to record this week one i'm quite nervous about wow. gary, gary gary hayes uh, I'm, I'm nice kind of breaking Legend. it with that one because he's the mount everest of the education apprenticeship training thing it's like you know not quite sure what we're going to do on that one yet but i'm looking forward to that and a couple of other people coming on as well so yeah i'm just going to try and get these out as quick as possible as they come in because um people have been asking questions into apprentice one-to-one -one that are getting answered in some of these podcasts so where i was going to release them maybe one a week i'm just going to put them out as they get recorded and you know if people do get it, value mate. from that that's all the better yeah man amy kins have we done amy we've done amy mate she was first <laughs> Sweet. Sam, where can we find EGTE? Uh, well, you're watching it. But we've got the new podcast. Um, it's called Short Circuit. And it's about your brain and short circuit in your brain rather than the electrical industry. We're going to be exploring all types of industry bods. Now, and it's not just about the industry um, and all about electrical we're going to be talking about different trades. We're going to be talking about mentality, life, work balance, all that sort of 
stuff that goes on outside of CPD. So we're going to be talking about um, mindset when it comes to life and when it comes to work and stuff like that. Just generally chewing the fat with influencers that you may not have ever heard of. Um, and that is short circuit. Magic. And we'll put a link to all of it below at some point, yeah? If Sam can be bothered or remembers or even knows how to do it, yeah. Knows how to do it. Um, All right, EGTE, we're out. Bye, Sam. (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) Listen, I had 